0: All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back again to the Straight Love podcast, the podcast where two handsome men talk about love. Mm-hmm. Should that be the way that we kind of introduce this podcast from now on? Man? Why not? I don't know. Does this sound a little bit of a self
1: congratulatory? Maybe. Well, if you can't congratulate yourself, who can you congratulate?
0: Hell yeah, man! I dig that. Hundred percent dig that. Well, we're we're just we're we're tickled pink as obviously as as we always are here in the Straight Love podcast. You've chosen once again to uh, listen to our hot, buttery voices as we tickle the inside of your eardrums with our um, with our never-ending banter. <laughs> is that a good way to put it again? Yeah, <laughs> again, yeah. you know, spitballing ideas as always. Yep. I am, of course, your host, the Post Most Roast DP. With me always and forever is my BFF, Jimmy J the Cricket. What's up?
1: Chirp, chirp, brother. Hey, man. Happy Sunday.
0: Happy Sunday is right. And uh, speaking of Sundays, I just came from church. I'm feeling very godly, very enlightened right now. Now, Jim. Oh. There you go. Now, Jim, you were not at church. Wasn't. And I'm not here to judge, but God is watching.
1: I know. And I was actually watching church on television. Oh,
0: shit. No kidding.
1: So thou shalt take your judgment (laughs) and and be smoten, my friend.
0: What does smoten mean? Smoten? Yeah. How do you smote someone? I don't know. I think it's bad. I would assume so. It doesn't sound like a good word. But
1: it's actually really close to smitten.
0: Smitten, which is a good word. Which is a good word. When you're smitten with someone, you are uh, overtaken by their charm and...
1: Yeah. Wit. Charisma.
0: Charisma. Charisma. Good word. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So uh, Jim and I are filled with the Holy Spirit right now. (laughs) I don't think that you can argue with that. Now, Jim and I, I I don't think that we would refer ourselves as necessarily religious people, but Jim and I certainly have open minds and open hearts when it comes to all things spiritual. And that, of course, uh, includes religion to some degree but i I don't know jim i don't want to speak for you on this but
1: well why are you why did you uh start going
0: so i I recently moved to another part of the city here jim and i happen to be in in somewhat of the same neighborhood are you actually in west st paul
1: no oh you are
0: so we're close enough to each other that we're about maybe a five minute drive and when i got to this area uh jim and i I don't even know how i came up but you recommended this church to me Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we visited it together last Sunday. It's called Eastview. 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 Yes. And um, I went again today because I liked the vibe there. I thought that the message was something that interested me. And uh, I don't know if it's some, a place that I'm going to continue to go, but I, I do like the sense of community in a place like that. I've always said in the past that I've been very envious of people that have yeah, faith. Yes. Um, I think that it's, it's it, it can be a beautiful thing. I think that Religion's complicated. Uh, don't get me wrong. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot going on there, but uh, it it it's something I would like to maybe continue in my life to some degree. I've got a, a daughter on the way soon, and I mean, I don't know. It, is that some something that I want to include in her life in some degree? Provide some structure. I don't know. It, but I'm trying to answer those questions as I go. I guess.
1: I think it's um I think it's a good thing for sure because it's a different perspective, right? If anything, it's a different perspective. Like it's adding to your information your awareness Mm -hmm. um again you don't necessarily have to believe everything that's there you don't necessarily have to live everything that's there like i know for myself i mean i grew up in a very religious home and um i turned away from it for a long time for probably the quick quick rundown which i've spoken about before is it was instilled upon me by my parents. So you kind of just did it because you did it. I didn't know why I did it. A lot of people are like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I came of age and started thinking more of it and it sort of just didn't make any sense to me. So I kind of left it where it was and moved forward. And then I circled back to it, but with a completely different perspective, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. more of one of spirituality and understanding and knowledge. And so part of that was um, finding a place that was more progressive in terms of not necessarily subscribing to the old, I shouldn't say, well, yeah, old, I guess in traditional way, I suppose of looking at religion and teachings okay. and whatnot, but, but being more, more broad based and accepting of different perspectives yeah. and maybe hopefully some stuff that tied into, you know, like the meditation that we do in the spirituality mm-hmm. that we do. And it's only been once again, like you mentioned, we went last week, uh, you went this week also as well. And this place seems to be, you know, it might have that traditional feel to it, but see what happens, right? Like it's totally man. Yeah, it's 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 all good. Like I think probably a difficult aspect of religion is, I th- maybe my interpretation of it is that people kind of feel like they'll, you get locked into this box as soon as you decide yeah. that you're religious. Yes, yes, which I don't think is the case at all. It's it no different. Need to be, yeah. No, it's it's no different than reading a book or watching a program or watching a movie. Like you might know what that book is about because you've seen the cover or that movie or whatever it is. Cause you've seen the trailer and you can watch it and you could get emotionally invested in it or read it and get emotionally invested. You can learn something. Um, you can believe something from that. You can take something away from that, and you cannot. You can leave it all there as well, or you mm-hmm. can sort of. It's your prerogative to to take what you want, and what you don't want.
0: That's a wonderful reminder, I think, for people as well that who 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 may be interested in kind of going down that path and trying to find a place and thinking that it does put them inside of that box. And that I, I, I think that it, it certainly depends on the kind of place that you're going to as well. There 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 are going to be different churches out there with different messages and yeah. saying if you don't follow. Things by the book at this place, then here's the door. But
1: thou shalt be smote.
0: Thou, thou shalt be smoting. there's a lot of smoting going on out there. Yeah, you know, um, depending on, uh, yeah. So, so, so don't don't let that be a, uh, a deterrent. You know, like right. I said, Jim and I are, are open minded and open hearts, and and we're here to, to learn and to listen. I mean, I'm 43 years old, and I hope I never stop learning, man, because mm-hmm. uh, there's there certainly is a lot to learn.
1: And as you said, I think at least even even when I'd gone to. The traditional churches, when I was younger with my parents, they all still have, for the most part, they all, especially the ones that you and I have kind of visited mm-hmm. in the last few years, they all have. There is a there is a higher energy and a vibration and a frequency to them. That's that I can say with some pretty. Gee, good you can certainty. feel that, right? Yeah, yeah and it's go. good, right? It's a good it's a good place. And yeah. again, while you may not believe in everything exactly, um, that that energy is something real and it's a good place to be
0: i think so too i agree with you i agree okay well so now that we've um uh kind of covered uh things in the in a in a a religious sense uh we're going to be transitioning a little bit to the roots of this podcast which is love so kevin if you want to bang that gong really quick (laughs) beautiful beautiful thank you kevin let that reverberate down into the bathing suit area nice 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 jim how do you feel and how do you like are, are you are you happy that we have a producer now that can do these kind of things it makes
1: things a lot easier you know doesn't it yeah, yeah and so. uh we've made it i, I think I feel, so. at know, this point well kevin reached
0: out to us and said he wanted to join the yeah. uh, the podcast here so yeah without him uh, I, I i don't even want to think about what this podcast would be now
1: i know it's amazing okay. the growth that's happened and so it's that we've uh it's enabled us to do this <laughs> so,
0: shout out to kevin Thank you very much. Uh, well, and, and, and with that, with the, uh, the, the, the banging of the gong comes our transition now into talking about love, and more specifically, the eight different types of love according to the ancient Greeks. So this is an article... They were pretty um,
1: smart people, eh? The Greeks, they did a lot of stuff.
0: As far as I know, man, that uh, what was that guy's name? Or was it Archimedes, Aristotle? Who am I thinking about, that famous like, uh, Greek philosopher?
1: Aristotle was one. Was
0: it Aristotle? He was on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They went and they kidnapped him.
1: I think it was, uh, yeah, maybe. Archimedes, well, Aristotle. It's been a long time since
0: I watched that movie. Okay, well, I'll, let's see if I can... Man, that was some vintage Keanu Reeves, wasn't it? Yeah, no chance. <laughs> <sense. laughs> it's hard to think about that guy. Years later, turning into John Wick, but I digress. Anyway, I've never seen any of those movies. You no? Yeah. Oh, I saw the first one in the. I think it was a fourth one just recently at the movie theater. Believe they're or not. all just
1: killing, aren't they?
0: It's a lot of action. It's a lot of action, not a lot of uh, a lot of shooting deaths. Yes, definitely.
1: Yes, Here's some here just for uh, you know those interested Greek philosophers: Plato, Socrates, Socrates. That's that my man. One, that's yeah, what I was thinking about. Aristotle. Yes, okay. There you go. Pythagoras, Pythagoras, Pythagorean Theorem. theory. Okay. yeah. Theorem. Well, a bunch I've never heard of here, but yeah, those are the big big guys.
0: Those are the ones that, for whatever reason, some of them hit the mainstream, eh? Like, even today, people hear those words, and they go, oh, yeah, so- Socrates. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, <laughs> which is my best Greek accent. Yeah. Now, uh, this, isn't, um, this isn't something that Jim and I are going to take credit for as far as, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, thoughts that came out of our own head. This is... Uh, we found this on a, on a website called lonerwolf.com and I thought it was well-written and uh, there's some really cool stuff in here. So it starts out by saying, there are many paths in life, but the longest of them all is the path to the heart. What do you think that means?
1: I don't know. That's a good one. I know that we're, I know that our civilization and our our existence right now is, is based, like we're in a realm and dimension of love. Like yeah. That's what our universe i don't know how it couldn't be like we've discussed this before about Mm -hmm. maybe there's some next universe or next dimension that we all graduate into where love isn't the focus but it just is it Mm -hmm. where we are it's tapping into that love it's feeling love it's love for yourself there's more songs books uh movies poems written about love than anything else and so it's it's hard to feel free to argue but it's hard to argue that this existence isn't predominantly overwhelmingly about love even if and I'm sure we'll discuss it at some point even if the levels of consciousness love isn't the mm-hmm. highest one
0: right right which we talked about on our last yeah. episode yeah interesting I think that um you know we, we've got this this desperate search for the meaning of life and could love potentially be included in that conversation mm-hmm. to some degree especially when we look at that particular quote from the beginning here that being the uh you know the longest path is to the heart well I mean, these are something, these are things I'm sure that the ancient Greeks were ruminating on for, uh, for quite some time. Uh, and what did they come up with? Well, they came up with eight different types of love. Um, and when you think about love and you think about all the different ways that you do love and you know, all the different people that you love in your own life, uh, it probably didn't occur to you that, I mean, I'm sure it did occur to you that you did love people in, the, in those different ways, but that there wasn't necessarily different levels to this love game to a certain degree, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think it's a little bit conscious and sort of unconscious, but there certainly is a... I think we all certainly have an awareness that there are different kinds of love. Now, this article is interesting. We'll obviously get into it. But that being the... What was it? Longest path to the heart. of the heart, yeah. Yeah, that sort of does make sense. I mean, considering how complicated we make love to be. We sure do, man. And because there are so many different kind of iterations of it within one person. So it's... Mm -hmm it's a tough thing to to parse tis <laughs> so first
0: first um uh, we're starting here for a okay, case so first t- different type of love would be eros eros or erotic love so the first kind of love is eros which is named after the greek god of love and fertility eros represents the idea of sexual passion and desire which um, i'm i'm sure you've experienced the ancient Greeks considered Eros to be a dangerous and frightening as it is, as it involves a loss of control through the primal impulse to procreate. Eros is a passionate, intense form of love that arouses romantic and sexual feelings. So uh, uh, I don't know if I, you necessarily want to pause there because it does go into how, you know, it, this, um, this, this does have a spiritual take on it when it comes to spiritual sex and tantra and that kind of thing. But I think that, uh, it, it it's interesting that it talks about danger in here, and I think that that's inter- and interesting because when you have these these sexual impulses sometimes that you feel like are bigger than you that you can't control, mm-hmm. um, that's um, that that's when that's 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 when this can can get kind of dicey, right?
1: I think that's the probably the biggest instance when it can get dicey because I don't I mean. I want to, my brain wants to say, like, is this real love, you know, this erotic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of, it's maybe More lust, love, right? That's right. exactly what I was thinking,
0: Yeah, which is one of the seven deadly sins, if I'm not mistaken, as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the thing with that is, I mean, I'm sure we've all experienced some degree of this to some point. I mean, it's pretty prevalent, uh, that it's kind of rampant in the world uh, just with pornography, oh, and, yeah. you know the things on social media and how yep. it's really focused in sex cells sure. for everything and anything. Absolutely, um, and that's where it, that's the danger. Like we're we're in we're in the danger all the time um, from that perspective. And it is interesting that they speak further about spirituality when it comes to this. Because
0: why don't you read that next part then and just see what it says there? Because mm-hmm. it, yeah, it it does. That what what that does kind of strike me is that if you can harness this properly, right. that's when it can be properly
1: Yeah, utilized. exactly. And that was kind of my thought toward it. So it says, Eros is an exalted and beautifully idealistic love that in the hearts of the spiritually awakened can be used to recall knowledge of beauty, mm. as Socrates put it, through Tantra and spiritual sex. So this r- reminds me of like the Mantak Chia stuff that we've spoken uh, about yeah, yeah, that yeah we've yeah, learned yeah. about, right, where there's like your sexual energy is the allegedly it's the most powerful energy that there is mm. um, for our existence, like for humans and being able to use that uh, sexual energy, like understand it and harness it to connect, oh. to get to that spiritual realm, to use it for actual physical healing think of oneself. How powerful that is, man. Holy yeah. shit. Well, yeah. and I mean, and it makes sense because, you know, it refers here to, you know, procreation. Well, think about, how much energy, bioenergy, or whatever the correct term it is, it requires to create another human life. Absolutely, absolutely. Great so, point. yeah, I mean, even in, in that of itself, kind of seems like wow. So we're almost kind of pre-wired in that way to,
0: like, like the, the the whole idea for for people to keep on existing is for us to keep on being drawn to each other in that way yeah. and wanting to have that yeah. kind of uh, procreative energy spewing out everywhere to yeah. a certain
1: degree just the thing is, is I, th- I think a lot of people and i i include myself is that we really don't understand the depth of what this can be right like yeah, it seems very surface right. it seems very like physical and for this intention mm-hmm. um and we don't assign the greater meaning to it the greater power to it and so it's then it's kind of like it's exploited, kind of in a bad way. You're 100 percent right. As opposed to, you know, if people and I and I've had, and personally speaking, I mean, I've had experiences where I think I've felt the depth of this type of love and connection, um, and it's it's pretty outstanding. Like it's pretty You're talking amazing. Sexually, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but again, it also links itself to having like a degree of connection that isn't specifically surrounded with just the physicality of things. I oh. mean, there, there is that because you need to link, I think, the, the energy of the physicality with the energy of the sexuality and the energy of the spirituality.
0: Boom. There you go. When you get that, that trifecta, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. That's when things start to the yeah. really start. Yeah.
1: Do you have any experience with tantra? Sort of. I, I don't know if it's exactly like that, but it's the Mantechia stuff. You oh, know? is
0: that the same thing?
1: I, I shouldn't say if it is or not because I don't necessarily know. But okay. I mean, it—it's it the the thirty thousand foot assessment of it is that they, they I think they both focus on the the journey of it, the experience of it, and not getting to the finish line. Right? Oh, okay, okay. And I've experienced where the that journey and that path of it. Is can be way more gratifying than yeah. just getting to the end, or or both of them like working commensurate with each other,
0: and and it's still that exchange of energy, right? Yeah. Where it's kind of flowing yeah. through the both of you.
1: Yeah, the it's I, I don't I think this is kind of like a uh, unofficial term to it, but uh, it's called the battery effect.
0: Oh, I, I've never heard that before. Yeah, The battery effect, and and that's something that was tagline by Matt Tacchia or I don't just kind
1: of... think so. I don't know who sort of coined that phrase, but it's very easily googleable.
0: Okay, so let me present to you a situation where let's say someone like yourself is making tantric love to someone. Do you need to have that other person fully committed to the same kind of energy that you're producing kind of thing. Do you see where I'm going with that? Yeah.
1: Like uh, ideally that's the intention, right? It's to be on the same wavelength
0: and how, okay. Okay. See, and that's, what's so beautiful about this is that if you can find a relationship or even find a partner that you can cultivate that with. Yeah. I mean, how incredible is that? Well, it makes me
1: think of, uh, like, like waves, you know, like science. And when you have waves that when you have a wave and it meets one, that's exactly the same frequency, mm-hmm. it gets bigger.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind oh, of what that, an
1: interesting metaphor. Yeah. That uh, principle to yeah, it. Yeah. So that's kind of where I, oh, I love that man. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. Is, is, is there any, what does this, uh, finish saying here? Eros is a primal and powerful fire that burns out quickly. It needs its flame to be fanned through one of the deeper forms of love below as it is centered around the selfish aspects of love. There you go. That is personal infatuation and physical pleasure.
1: God damn. Yeah.
0: Okay. What a great, uh, what a great way to start. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's Eros. Now we're going into philia. Yeah. Okay. So, or affectionate love. So the second type of love is philia or friendship. I didn't know that philia was a a word for friendship.
1: Philia? Philia. P-H-I-L-I-A.
0: Yeah. The ancient Greeks valued philia far above eros because it was considered a love between equals. Plato, shout out to Plato, felt that physical attraction was not a necessary part of love, hence the use of the word platonic to mean without physical attraction. Philia is a type of love that is felt among friends who've endured hard times together. So this is why you and I are so comfortable saying, I love you to each other. Right mm-hmm. now there's, there's no, there's no arrows between us, <laughs> but, but there's a lot of philia, but there could, but there could be, <laughs> but I mean, it, and, and that's, that's what, that's what makes a love like that so beautiful, man. And I think that if more people heard it described in this kind of way, perhaps that would help men say, I love you more to each other without having to have 16 beers in the first.
1: Yeah. Interesting, interesting perspective, interesting way to put it because certainly lots of men and women and people have gone through tough times together. Right. And 100%, you, yeah. you kind of, without knowing you, you build that bond yes. of adversity together and mm-hmm. this sort of, um, kinship. kind of, Yeah. 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 And, and maybe it's not really recognized in that way. At least it's certainly not really recognized that way for men a lot. Or again, if it is, like you said, it's kind of ingest when you've, you know, when you're stumbling over each other. And...
0: Yeah. 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 So, okay. So let's talk about that for a second, man. Why do you think that for a man to say, I love you to another man, that's a friend, that's a philia. Um, why do you think that that is not even frowned upon, but, um, worthy of of uh of ridicule
1: well i just think because we're not we're not used to it as men right like we're not that wasn't a thing that men did and do you think that that's changing though like, yeah, for do, are sure. we
0: raising a generation of men that are
1: now more comfortable saying those kinds of things i think what's happened for me is that I, there's not a lot of experience or example i have to draw from from like generations Uh, younger than us, you know, maybe some, some, some people that I've worked with or family members and stuff like that. But I think what I found most is of, of our generation, Mm -hmm. there seems to be at least, you know, my group, um, there seems to be a little, there's like more willingness to express those types of feelings. Whereas for sure, that's not in my dad's generation. Like that, that hasn't seeped in, like it's seeped into us over the course of this time somehow. Right. Somehow. Yeah. I know for sure it hasn't seeped into like my dad's generation. I am, I can see that visibly, you know, like even between my dad and his brother, for example,
0: they, they, you would, you would never see them say, I love you. I don't even think
1: I've seen them hug.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh,
1: and I don't know if I see that with like the younger generation either.
0: See, and that, that's kind of what I'm worried about is that why wouldn't that kind of natural, not, not natural transition, but what, what, what are we missing here?
1: I don't know. I don't, it's, um, it, it might be, we, it might be a little bit of an echo chamber too. We okay. might, we might only kind of, we might only see what we see because we see it as opposed to seeing the whole picture. Um, I don't know that for sure, but it's, uh. It's an interesting thing. Like I, I think there is more openness and willingness towards it, but I think it's still one of those things that largely perpetuates itself.
0: Yeah, I agree, I, and I think that we're probably going a little bit into uh, like, we're, we're, Philia is more of a friendship thing than a, than, a, than a love between a father and a, and a son. And, yeah, but, and we can get into that. But I I am interested to know if you say if, if if you said if you called up your dad right now and said I love you, yeah, what would be his reaction to that.
1: He would say it back. We've made, it's been like a 10 year process with that. Is that real? Okay. But but
0: that's been very intentional
1: on your part, I'm assuming. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. More so than that. How do you think that
0: makes him feel?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. It's Hmm. a good question. Like, so yeah, maybe I'll actually take back what I just said. I'll retrace some of my steps that I had said, because my dad says it to me from time to time now. With,
0: with, without you being Correct. the one to, Is that yeah. right? How, yeah. Okay. Correct. Awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, if that's not fucking
1: progress, I don't know what is. Oh, for sure it is. Yeah. I Credit where credit is due. For sure it is. Beautiful. And it's come with some, you know, it's definitely come with some adversity and whatnot, but it's like, um, it's it's been part of that path in progress. What I think is also a little bit of an added point to this is, I think it's it's bears merit and worthy to have this type of love with the person that you're with as mm-hmm. well. You yeah. know, like your romantic partner that you would experience some type of feelings with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, er, arrows. Yeah. Well, or, but like this one as well. Yeah. This, this one as well. Yeah. This yeah. One yeah. As well. Yeah.
0: Well, let's just finish this one off here. Sure. Uh, as Aristotle put it, philia is a dispassionate, virtuous love that is free from the intensity of sexual attraction. It often involves the feelings of loyalty among friends camaraderie among teammates. That's another good one. Yeah. And the sense of sacrifice for your pack. And examples in films, this is interesting, girl with a pearl earring, Never the seen girl it. next door. Don't think I've seen that either. Okay. Okay. Well, look, man, um, we, we kind of went a, a, a little deeper into both of these than I thought we were going to do. Jim and I thought we could knock off a couple of these today. But to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of impressed with the way that we were ex- able to explore each one of these so far. Yeah. And I think that we've kind of come to the to the agreement that we're going to continue to yeah. explore the rest of these and we'll break them up into maybe two in, in each episode. But th- this is, hey, man, this is what this podcast is all about, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, this is good. Beautiful. Stick with this.
0: All right, so Eros
1: again.
0: Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to uh, Aristotle, Plato, and of course, Socrates and, um, <laughs> you know, all of those other... Wonderful Greek minds that helped uh, deliver these messages into the present moment that you and I are living in right now, man. Mm-hmm. This is a great conversation. Very good. Fucking a man. Thanks good idea, a lot, man. For, good idea. Well, I, I mean, you know, thanks for um, thank I, I, you know what, Jim, it's 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 awesome, man, because I read these kinds of things and then I think, you know, what would Jim have to 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 contribute to this? Because your your beautiful mind works in ways <laughs> that mine doesn't. Simple as
1: that. No, they work well with each other.
0: Man. Fucking a man, I dig that. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for listening once again to Straight Love Podcast. We love you very much. And Jim, of course, I love you. Love you, Derek. comes from a very feely kind of part of my heart. Yeah, man. All right. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.